On this episode of Complicated Conversations, we welcome Allie Rosen. Allie is the Emmy and James Beard Award-nominated host of Potluck with Allie Rosen on NYC Life, as well as the author of cookbooks, including the best-selling Amazon editor's pick, Modern Freezer Meals, and the upcoming 15-Minute Meals. She's been featured on shows like The Today Show and Food Network's The Kitchen, and has written for publications including Bon Appetit, The Washington Post, and New York Magazine. She's originally from Charleston, South Carolina, but now lives in New York City with her husband and three kids, and can usually be found wandering the Union Square Green Market or curled up in a chair reading a romance novel. Her very own fiction debut, Recipe for Second Chances, is out now. Welcome to Pop Fiction Women, Allie. Thank you so much. Usually curled up in this chair, I feel like. Yeah, it's perfect. It looks like a good chair to curl <laughs> up in. Yeah, it's my great reading chair. Yeah. By the way, you definitely have Charleston hair. Like that big, <laughs> luscious. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh, all oh my, my Southerners will be so proud. Thank I, you. It is, it is courtesy of the Dyson Airwrap. So oh, oh, everyone oh. loves that thing. They do. Uh, it's so listen. annoying, but, but it's yeah. so true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like I tried it. to find a less expensive option. You can't. And it just doesn't do the same. There's a reason. Yeah. Yes. No, reason listen, I good. have yeah. the Dyson blow dryer, and I swear by the diffuser. I have the curly yeah. I, I've had every other diffuser. You curly. I didn't want to believe it either, but unfortunately. Correct. It's, yeah, it's you, excellent. It's a thing. Yeah. You use it once and you're like, man, I really do have to buy this stupid thing. <laughs> you do. So, yeah. But oh, there it is. Well, love it. Why don't you give our listeners sort of the elevator pitch for recipe for second chances? Oh, man. Okay. The elevator pitch for recipe for second chances is that it's a second chance romance that also happens to be set in my favorite place, which is Italy. So it's the story mm -hmm. of Stella Park, who, when she was in college, met a guy, Samuel Gordon, who was convinced that he fell in love at first sight. And she was just a little bit more wary of that. And they had this whirlwind romance that ended and she hasn't seen him in nine years. And she's going to her best friend's wedding in Umbria. And it's this beautiful mishmash of cultures. Her friend is Indian. The man she's marrying is Italian. So they're having this gorgeous Italian Indian wedding in the countryside of Umbria. And she runs into Samuel there and hijinks ensue. Yeah. So, you know, it's a fun Love story it. about growing up, finding yourself um, sort of allowing yourself to kind of be the right version of yourself also mm -hmm. while intermixed with kind of the joy of the Italian countryside. So mm, love it. yeah, it's fun. Brent. Brought together all my favorite things. That's right. <laughs> I mean, all Me too. Our favorites. Yes. Yeah. So I was a lot of food. Yeah. Yes. Well, We're naturally as yes. yes. So we want to talk about Stella as you've kind of alluded to, she's a little bit more wary. Samuel's sure right off the bat, and she's a little bit more um, kind of hesitant. And we saw that we see through it through the book that it's her sister's divorce that taught her that love could really burn you. And she internalized that so much. And she's a little gun shy about love and long term relationships. In the book, yes. you write, we create the narratives that protect us. And Stella had to do that but it's now we're questioning if she needs that anymore. Tell us more about Stella and how you came up with this journey that she has to go on. 
Well, I'm a little bit in love with Stella because as we were talking about, I love a complicated heroine. You know, I, I, I think that there's sort of two types of romance books in the world. There's people who have to overcome external challenges and people who have to overcome their internal challenges. And Stella's journey is really an internal one. You know, she has a much older sister who dated a man for a long time. And after they got married, they broke up quite quickly and sort of blindsided her sister. And that affected her. It happened when she was in college and quite young. So Stella's journey is really one of protecting herself. And she meets a man who is the total opposite, who is completely open and ready to be open. Um, you know, it's it's based on a lot of things. The idea for the book really for me came from, I actually also met my husband quite young and he was very sure from the start. Uh, we didn't break mm -hmm. up. We didn't have a difficult journey. But whenever I said that to people, nobody believes it. You know, everybody always thinks like, oh, well, women fall in love and women lead with their emotions and men never do. And I always just thought, well, that's A, from personal experience, that's not always true. Mm -hmm. um, but also I think we don't give women credit in some ways to have that complexity about love. So, and, and we don't give men the credit to say that sometimes they fall head over heels. Yeah. They can be ready when they're younger, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of the seed of that, but obviously their journey is very different because, you know, yeah. they, they don't end up together for quite some time. Yeah. Um, so Stella is very anxious, which is something that I quite relate to. Um, she also has a very strong group of friends, which I think for me was really important to portray. There are no female villains in this book. There are no villains at all in this book. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really... Um, it's really the story of one woman who has to sort of fight for herself, both professionally and in love. Um, she works as a recipe editor at a magazine. And, you know, a lot of her journey is sort of figuring out, like, how to stand up for herself, how to believe in what's right for herself, and not necessarily what she's seen happen to others or what she believes she deserves. So, yeah. you know, with the backdrop of Italy to yeah. Venice and yeah. New York, and sort of in the early yes. parts of the yes. book. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I, I was so fascinated by that wound that she has from her sister and, mm -hmm. and also it's her relationship with the brother-in-law as well but it's not as commonly used as as a trope in fiction and yet in real life it is a real thing I I have something similar in my novel but I it came from real life and I was with a friend and a school mom. And she was like, I haven't been around a lot this year because my brother got divorced and it was devastating to me. And I just thought, wow, yeah. Like, how could that not upend your whole life? And so I, I, I loved that you chose to use that family in that way. Yeah. And I also think that family is often used as the cause of all of these wounds, you know, like immediate family. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, listen, I think that the reason that that's written about so much is because yeah, for so many people, <laughs> you, um, you know, but yeah. I also, I found that I didn't want to write a person that had sort of these family issues. I liked the idea of having a person who everyone around her is supportive. You know, her friends are supportive. Her family is supportive. You know, when my mom read the book for the first time, she's like, God, she really, I was so scared that they would have like mom issues and whatever. I was like, no, like that's not her thing. Yeah. You know, I was like, maybe, maybe there will be a book in the future where that is the thing. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, like you can be a person who is fully supported, has everyone around you. And, just internalized things. lessons. Yeah. Yes. Correct. And yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that what's interesting with her sister's marriage's demise is again, like 
It wasn't that he cheated. It wasn't he just, you know, and again, we don't see his perspective. I guess if there's any villain, he's the villain, you know, but but it's not it's relationships end and sometimes they end for no good reason. And I think that is something that scares us. That is something that we see and think, oh, my God, you know, like, I don't want that. And and it's funny because as I was coming up with the plot of this, I thought, well, maybe it should be Stella that had a bad breakup. And somebody said to me, well, that wouldn't be enough to make somebody gun shy for so many years. And I thought, well, first of all, that's not true. I mean, yeah, I've had people have bad breakups in high school and then subsequently you know, yeah. have disasters for the next decade because mm-hmm. they sort of can't get over it. But I, I sort of, I was really interested in the idea of like, sometimes things just happen and nobody's the villain, nobody's the bad guy, nobody around you has done something wrong, but still real life can really affect you in a way that yeah. has us all put up walls in, yeah. in ways that maybe we don't even recognize about ourselves until it kind of gets pointed out to us. Yeah. 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 Well, and Samuel likes to point these things out to her. He is, <laughs> yes. he is a bit of a mirror for her. And so yes. their relationship, yeah. oh, it touches on so many of our favorite things. You said the second chance romance, but yeah. first love being seen. I mean, all the things I like to talk about, um, and as we do on here. So I want to yeah. read a little bit that of from if that's okay with you, um, sure. from things that capture those those themes. So you wrote, "Being seen by Samuel again makes me want to not hide my cracks from everyone else. Maybe I could make different choices." He always excelled at chipping away at all my hardened angles, seeing the spots in need of buffing that I'm so good at hiding from everyone else. And then um, after she sees him again, um, the second time around, you're right. I've always assumed that my impression of him as a person who understood me was rooted in some sort of teenage infatuation, like my frontal lobe hadn't evolved enough to know what was lust and what was actual connection. But I can feel it in my bones now that that was just an excuse I've been telling myself for years. That attraction I had in his orbit still feels primal and unmovable in this moment. And it is somehow both surprising and also completely not. Just, I love that. And there are a lot of tropes in romance novels that you could have done. I personally love the second chance romance. I love though, really this um, second chance at first love. So why did you want to uh, explore this angle when writing um, your first romance? Well, it really, it really stemmed actually from a conversation that I had with a friend. We were, you know, two mothers on a vacation together. I was, I'm like, I love this. Like I I had a book tour thing and I brought a friend along with me. And so of course, when you get those moments with your friend, you really start um, thinking back on your life. And she also met her husband quite young and kind of had this debate of like, you know, if you met somebody young and they were the right person for you, but it was the wrong time, do you think you'd find your way back, you know, because when I met my husband, I mean, the the thing that so many people said to us was like, oh, well, you're young. And I, I always knew that, I mean, he knew first he would, he would be like ringing a bell at this point of being like, excuse me, you did not know. But I mean, quite early on, we just knew that we were supposed to be together. And I think a lot of people dismiss young love in that way. And I think that we, when we are young are told to dismiss love in that way. And because often it is, right? Often, I mean, I I certainly had boyfriends before my husband where I was like, I'm so in love with this person. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think that it was a really beautiful idea to me of 
just because you aren't ready for something when you're young doesn't mean that you didn't feel it, doesn't mean that at that age you don't have real access to your true emotional state, you know? And so I think it was important to have it be in many ways sort of her societal pressure and sort of this feeling of like, oh, I'm, I'm so young. Like, what would I possibly know? And, and when I've seen people fall in love this young, it's really not worked out. Mm -hmm. Um, So she doesn't trust that gut instinct in herself. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I think it's such a beautiful idea that even when we're young, you know, we can know things intuitively. And so I love that idea with second chance. Cause I think mm-hmm. often with second chance, it's, it's something big happened, something, you know, and, and the book does go back and forward in time. So you kind of are wondering throughout the book, what happened, mm-hmm. you know, what betrayal happened, what huge thing mm-hmm. comes up. And I mean, not to spoil the book for anyone, but I think it's important that sometimes we're just not ready, you know, and that's, that's okay. And so that's kind of one of the things that I I loved exploring with Stella Mm -hmm. is that she, she feels all those things for Samuel, but she's not emotionally in a place to have a relationship like that. And that's okay. You know, maybe it can come back around. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. And I know, as we've talked about, it is in part because of the very personal experience of what she's seen with her sister, but it is bigger than that. There are just these societal Mm -hmm. views. I am a person who absolutely dismissed young love. I I didn't think that, and I I like find these old journals where I'm like, why are these people think they're like in love? I'm like talking about my friends. It's terrible. Whereas like Corinne, I'm not speaking for, but like, I know you believed it. You you, you took it My parents met when they were 13 and 14 and they've been married because almost 50 years. So there was no. So you had that life experience. Yeah. Yeah. So did it make you like not wary enough? You know, like that's definitely. Definitely. Yes. It's a fair yes. point. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, mean, I thought I was getting married 12 times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, and I right. think that's what's so funny about it is that sort of yeah. you're, we have one linear life, mm-hmm. you know, and so whatever you happen to experience, especially at such a young age, yes. can mm-hmm. really impact yeah. you and really yeah. make you see the world through whatever your lens is. And And it's it's not that either is right or wrong. It's just, you know, it's just kind of how your life unfolds. And the Mm -hmm. wild thing is when you are a certain age, you know, old enough to have your own thoughts about things, but also young enough to not really understand that there's, there's nuance and there's a lot more that goes on. You just think your worldview is fact, right? So you don't even know that that imprinted on you. You're like, no, this is just my parents are just been together since they were 13 or it's not right this is yeah. just real yeah mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. is what it is yeah, yeah. I, mean, I have friends who like met in kindergarten and sort of always were it's and their wedding was like the cutest thing because there were so many stories and i mean yeah i think yeah. listen like that's not everyone's story but it certainly you know it certainly happens and yes. you know we see we see great love stories that fail we see great love stories that stand the test of time i mean it's not there's no like one rational way of believing in love or protecting yourself mm-hmm. because everybody's story is so different. But I think that's what can make especially romance writing so beautiful yeah. is that the things that many people find unrealistic in a book, somebody will say, well, excuse me. That yeah, that actually happens. <laughs> Real life. That's my story. You know? Yeah. 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 And yeah. I've gotten some emails from readers, I mean, that have just blown my socks off of people saying, oh, like this was my story or this piece of the story Mm -hmm. happened to me. So, I mean, it's, you know, I I think it's really 
a beautiful thing to explore love from every angle in that yes. way. And, you know, yeah. and, and to take a character and really, you know, that's Stella's journey. It's not everyone's journey. A lot of people's first loves crash and burn and that's totally fine, you know, mm -hmm. but, yeah. but yeah. that wasn't her story. The structure, there is the past and the present. And I love that because sometimes with a second chance love story, you don't, you, you don't, you only hear yeah. about maybe the past, um, yeah. the first time around, I guess, um, since mm -hmm. now we're on the second, you don't always get, uh, chapters on, uh, on the first time around. So I love that you brought us back in time yes. to sort of see what happened, but also to see them fall in love. I mean, a lot of times it is to see yeah. what went wrong, but this was yeah. more just to see, it then in real time. So I loved that choice. I thought it was really effective. Did you always know you were going to do it that way or did it sort of evolve in the writing process? No. I mean, the story really sprung to me and was like, this is what it is. And it was, it, I wrote it very quickly. Then it went through it. a bajillion edits yeah. and shifts <laughs> and, you yeah. know, people tearing it apart and mm -hmm. all the wonderful things that happen in writing. But no, I always wanted to tell the story from both angles, because I think there are some second chance books where the first time around wasn't that great. And so they really fall in love in the second iteration. I think with Stella and Samuel, they, I mean, the second iteration is a wedding, you know, and, and one of the reasons it became an Indian wedding is because Indian weddings have many days and many events. Uh, so it um, allowed the story yeah. to breathe a little bit. And I also lived in India for a year. So I just, I love oh. the traditions around Indian weddings, yeah. but it was really important you know, again, I'm sure there are people who will say, I fell in love at first sight and, you know, all of these things. But I think when I'm reading a love story, I, I do like to see that. I like to see the mm -hmm. space that it takes to fall in love with someone. And and maybe that can be over a few days. But with Stella and Samuel, because she is such a skeptic, she needed a little more time. And I don't think we would have understood her or their journey if we hadn't seen the past and understood that she did fall in love with him. She just kind of wasn't ready to admit that to herself at the mm -hmm. time. Um, so I don't think the present day would have made sense without it. And, you know, it's funny, I, my next book also is second chance, but it really doesn't delve into the past as much because it's, it sort of doesn't have that journey in the same way. So mm -hmm. I think with second chance, whether you need to go back in time or not, is really about whether yeah. they were in love then or now. And so for this story, I thought it was really sort of sweet and important to see that young love, you yeah. know, that his optimistic love and her very wary love and then how they've grown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Every love story is different and it depends also on the journey that they're taking now, right? Is it important to know what happened then or is it really more important to stay grounded in this moment and see where it goes from there? Um, I want to talk about multitudes and also multi-hyphenates because 
Kate, Kate already read your bio, so our listeners know that that you are an exceptional multi-hyphenate. We are too. Kate and I are both lawyers, writers, podcast hosts. I mean, we think that the multi-hyphenate life is the life kind of to live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you write on your website. I'm Allie Rosen, cookbook author, TV host, writer, and soon-to-be-published rom-com author. I know those pursuits don't all quite seem to go together, but I'm getting comfortable with the concept that creators create in all different kinds of ways, and women contain multitudes, so apparently these are my multitudes. We love that. And I want to ask you, did you feel the pressure to kind of choose a lane as I have, and Kate does not? Yes. Or, (laughs) and then also, how did you feel like you just had to embrace it all? It's been a very, I mean, the website is a hilarious place to start because every, you know, every person that I've asked about it has different opinions. You know, should I have a food website versus an author website? Should I have, you know, should I start a new Instagram with just the rom-com stuff? And at a certain point, I just said, no, this is who I am. Yeah. And I think um, all women have multiple interests. I mean, even if you are not, you know, you might be a lawyer in your day-to-day life and then, you know, cook and you might not write recipes, but man, you might be obsessed with baking in the background or whatever. I mean, I don't think any one person is, I mean, maybe some people are, but focused Mm -hmm. entirely on one thing. And, you know, I think when you're younger and you're starting your career, you certainly feel that way, you know, that you need to focus and get where you're going and, And my career also took a meandering path. I started in TV news before moving into food. And so, you know, I I have had that experience of like this, I like this piece of my job. You know, I I always loved the storytelling aspect of whatever I was doing, Mm -hmm. but news wasn't quite for me. I didn't live and breathe it the way that I think a lot of other people did. And, And when I sort of realized that I could make a career in food in that way. Because when I start, you know, like not to date myself, but I mean, when I started in news production, there weren't, I mean, there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't, food video was not a thing, you know? And if I wanted to work on food as a storyteller, that would mean like, you're an associate producer on Rachel Ray. I mean, and that's, that wasn't really my interest. So I just sort of happened to like pop up right at the moment that all of those things were happening and I got a job working in food, doing video content because I'd had this experience in news content. So my career path has always been a little winding, Um, but I never saw myself as a fiction writer because I didn't take myself that seriously. You know, I always thought like, oh, well, fiction, you know, you have to really have a lot to say, you know, and and as sort of, um, you know, I, I went through a lot of fertility struggles. We had the pandemic. I mean, I just, the amount of rom-coms that I started reading sort of in the last five or so years, um, really shifted my thought of like, this is what stories can be. And Mm -hmm. I just, uh, yeah, I started inhaling. I basically stopped watching television and started inhaling every romance book I could find. And, Mm. you know, it, it created these avenues for me to say, Ooh, if I was going to write something, what would it be? And, Mm -hmm. um, and so this book just kind of poured out of me really. And I, and now I'm, I'm like, Oh, I can do, you know, and Hopefully, I mean, there will be at least one more book. Hopefully there will be more books. And, um, but I think sometimes if you're a person who creates, you just have to create what's in your yeah. heart at that moment, which sounds kind of cheesy, but I, I that was the thing I wanted to write, you yeah. know? And so I just started writing and I think it's okay to say like, 
There are people who are great at one thing and then they move on to the next thing. There, Listen, a lot of people in the food space that I am in, I mean, there are some cookbook authors that have been doing it forever. That is what they are great at. Mm -hmm. That is where they will live. I hope they never stop writing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we all have to sort of follow the path that makes sense for us. I don't know. I'm the child of two lawyers, so that was never ah, my yes. path. <laughs> I, I because was like, I bet I they told think. you not to be, right? Did they tell you not to be? So much. And it changed yeah, so much. See, you know, I think the do. legal profession changed so much. But I mean, people come to me and say, I want to be in food. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. You know, like everyone. And right, I mean, when, when I'm you... like, oh, romance, you know, like authors that have had multiple books, they're like, oh, man, it's going to break your heart. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's better to be naive about some things, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, you, but have you, to, you have to go where it takes you. I love that. Yeah, but you managed even with this new creative endeavor to incorporate your other love yes. by yeah by setting in Italy by making her in the food writing business so we still got that part of you in this book yeah. which I also love Italy um I love that you did Umbria which you know isn't as popular as the other areas of Italy I have one of my favorite pictures from a trip to Italy was in Orvieto. So I was on my way. Yeah, I was I was on my way from Rome to Tuscany. And it's me with, of course, with wine and tons of food yeah. in front of me, which pretty much was the whole Sums trip. it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and you have, so you included recipes in the back. So I, I, I love that too. So tell me about that. You just wanted to incorporate, I imagine, your other loves into this new passion. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to write about Italy, but I mean, you can't really write about Italy without food. And yeah. I did want to include recipes because again, you know, it's like do the things you're good at. I mean, I'm yeah. listen, like certainly writers that I have loved, you see them evolve and get better over time. And I hope that this is a debut that people love, but I also am very open about the fact that like, this is not a medium that I have done before. I do not have an MFA. I am not somebody who has 10 novels in a drawer, you know? So That's why it's so good. I, which, <laughs> which makes it fun in some ways, but I think, you know, I wanted to ground it in some of my own reality. And obviously the love story is not my reality. Um, you know, I, I have my own love story. And so I wanted to give her that background in food. And, and I also think I, I love rom-coms that have a sense of food and place and travel because those mm -hmm. are sort of the other things that I enjoy. And um, so, I, you know, I made her, I, you know, I, I don't work for a magazine. Obviously, it's she's not me in that sense, but it's certainly um, and it's also such an interesting time in media. I think that for a lot of her struggles, again, when we talk about things that are internal versus external, um, you know, that's kind of an external thing is this sense of sort of doom at the state of, of yeah. media and, mm -hmm. and food media and people um, finding their own way in it. Um, so I just felt like with Italy, I mean, God, you have to describe the food and then uh, yeah. to not include recipes. I mean, as I was writing, I was thinking of the recipes and wanting mm -hmm. to include that. So so it seemed kind of silly. Like if that's a skill that I have, why not yeah. give it at the end? So yeah, yeah mm. the book has five Loved recipes it. at the end, which, it you know, looks yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. I think my books will the always Pignoli have a cookies? lawyer character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just who yeah. you are. Yeah. 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 And, and in some ways, listen, I think some of the most popular writers that have come from other spheres we, you know, like I, I love Maisie Eddings' books. I mean, and she's a dentist. She wrote about being a dentist. You know, I, I love, um, 
No, of course I'm like blanking. Kim Marie, I mean, Allie Kim Hazelwood Martin. is oh, great. Allie's, Kim mm-hmm. You know, Martin's I mean, every, doctor, all the same, same stuff. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, I think it's, um, I, I it's think natural. that if you can bring, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you want to, it's fiction. Everything is fiction, but it's, it's rooted in things. You yeah. know, there are some conversations that are things that happened. I mean, there are, there are pieces of it that are real. And if it wasn't real, it wouldn't be grounded. So, you know, for me to talk about food is, yeah, yeah, you have to believe, you know, you have to believe it. I mean, if, because otherwise, you know, what's the point? Yeah. Especially for contemporary romance. I mean, if it's Mm -hmm. not, if it doesn't, you know, if you're reading fantasy or you're reading historical romance, but I argue, I'd argue even more so than do you need to have yeah. it grounded in something that feels so real. The more you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. the people have to feel real. Yes, yeah. And the ex- yeah. yeah, the experiences you bring your own experiences to that um, for sure, and those emotions. So I'm dying to ask what we ask all of our authors, but sometimes we have a clue and we don't. With you, um, we ask all of our authors about astrology. And your astrological sign oh, and what it is and whether you relate to it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm big Leo energy. I'm, I'm <gasps> end of Yay. July birthday. Wait, yeah. And I said the hair. <laughs> July, yeah. July what? July twenty sixth. So I'm a Ooh, I'm twenty eighth. I'm, I'm an, July. No way. My yeah, brother in law is the twenty eighth. And so on the twenty seventh, he and I always do like we always like have lunch or like go to a spa or do something together. Oh, like, I love it. Our day in between. Yeah. Yes. But, oh, oh so yeah, we both we've got the, the crazy hair, yeah, big, the big hair energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big there you go. Energy. Love yes. it. I very much relate to being a Leo. Love that. Yeah. I I feel very lucky to fit into my sign yes. so yes. so well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I well, embrace we help it. people who don't. We're like, let's look at the rest of your chart. Let's figure it out here. <laughs> right. What are you rising? What yes. are you this? And I'm like, it's fine. I'm like, I'm just a You're Leo. Like, I it's, can just, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it just is. I yeah. Love... My favorite, my favorite women, my sister and both of my daughters are all Aquariuses. So I'm like, I'm a Leo who like loves Aquariuses. And that's. It's actually a good match. Yeah. Interesting. It's the yeah. Fixed, it's the air. The fixed air and the fixed mm-hmm. sun. Yeah, um, so you know, fire. love it. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, good. That's that's a great one. Emily Henry, also another Leo that we yes. connected on her with hair, hair before we knew. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, we well, and, we well, bow down Tia, to the queen of course, at all times, of course. And Tia Williams, and Tia, another yes. one we bow down to with beautiful hair. Another. Well, Leo. I must tell Just you, saying. Tia Williams wrote a blurb for my book, I and I don't think anything has ever like I, I'm afraid that at this point she thinks I'm stalking her because oh. I'm so obsessed with her oh yeah um, but and like her next book I have like <gasps> the minute I was like pre-order like like yes. before oh, I had yeah. a cover before of anything course. um and yeah so I mean you know I might there might be like a secret restraining order against me <laughs> well then it's Williams, I think it's then it's this whole group because oh, yeah. we yeah. are yeah. she's we just are... gonna name us all because we are equally right. obsessed like, equal stalkers yes. oh, yeah, yeah. like please just stop posting about me and <laughs> asking me to do things for you um, oh, but yeah no she was so it's just i mean that yeah, it, like she's the best she really is. made my whole i you know it's that's fantastic yeah no i that's i mean i think the best thing about being a romance author now is like being in the same sentences as some of these people yeah, that you just yeah. like idolize. I mean, because I am just such a ravenous romance reader that it's, 
yeah, it's been yeah. sort of wild to have people be like, oh, I read your book. And I'm like, oh, my God, your words mean die. so much to me. You know, yeah. it's just like, you know, it's just, yeah. I think for any any bookish women, it's like, you know, we. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. worship at the altar of words. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I very much get it. Yeah. So what, um, you've mentioned that you've consumed a lot of romance novels, so we would love to know what you're loving or maybe what are your favorites. It doesn't have to be those, but I'm kind of interested in that now that you said it. Oh my God. I mean, like just like this year, I mean, first of all, I would say Kate Claiborne is probably my, I mean, Emily, like let's start with Emily Henry can do no wrong, but she doesn't need our attention. She has it all. True. Um, Kate Claiborne, I think, is I'm so happy Love. that her most recent book got as much attention as it did because she's like the one that I like scream about and people yeah. are like, oh, I haven't read that. And, I, I um, tell everyone Georgie. to read Georgie. Yeah. Yeah. Georgie, Georgie I mean, God. And that, so speaking good. of people with sort of an internal wound versus external, I mean, that mm-hmm. – God, I, I mean, Georgie and Levi like can just, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I love Levi them so much. Levi with his much. own wounds with, and I mean, his own journey. And that's, and I have to say, you know, I, I do like first person singular focus books. And I, and I also like when it's both points of view. Sometimes I find when it's both points of view, when one person really has yeah. the journey and the other doesn't, I'm kind of mm. like, eh. and Georgie all along is like, to me, if I wanted to say like, here's a reason for yes. dual point of view, these yes. two beautiful wounded humans. Yes. I love them so much. Um, you again, by Kate Goldbeck that I just read, I think it came out in September is one of the funniest books I've read in a really long oh, time. It has the calm. Um, yeah, the we about- it has the calm. <laughs> yes. you know, and, so, and I would say like, Lynn Painter is the other person that I'm always like, if you want the calm with your ROM, like Lynn Painter's books, I always love. But You Again was just so funny. I mean, it's set in New York, so I'm a little bit biased. And it's just, it's two people who are total disasters and they continue to be total disasters, which I think we often, you know, we like heroes that sort of we feel like, yeah, they're the winners and they're, you know, the person with the special abilities or the whatever. And this book, it's just like two people who fail so spectacularly for so long like they have big egos and then they get brought down a peg again and again and it's kind of like a gender swapped when harry met sally where like they meet and sort of argue over many years um and then they become friends for real when they're both like dumped and then they fall in love and it's just yeah so you again by kate goldbeck i could not love more um you with a view by jessica joyce if you want something heart rendering out on a limb which is an indie that's now being traditionally published. That's um, I know a lot of people don't like the accidental pregnancy trope, and I don't usually because it often has a little too much angst. And this is just, like if you just like want to wrap yourself up in like a beautiful story. You know, it's about a woman who was born, you know, with a different limb, and a man who has had bone cancer and had to have his um, leg amputated. And it's sort of the two of them dealing with sort of their differences and the ableism of the world. And she becomes sort of, they have this one night stand and she becomes pregnant and God, it's just beautiful. I mean, it's mm. really that, that book like sat in my heart yeah. all, really um, out on a limb. The neighbor favor I read. I'm like, I'm like, what happened earlier this year? Yeah. <laughs> Island princess starts a scandal by Adriana Herrera is one of my favorite. And I'm not usually a historical romance gal, Oh but gosh. she has it. It's set in like 1880s Paris at the World's Fair. And it's a series. But the most recent one is, you know, a queer love story in 1880s Paris that is like deeply rooted in history and fact. And I learned so much and it's so sexy. And I, I think that like 
Adrian Herrera writes the best sex scenes, really, of anyone, oh, wow. I think. Love that. Um, Yay. God, yeah, this time, I mean, I'm sorry, I could go, this is like, this no, is my favorite I, topic on Earth. I mean, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm like, books. There's so many yes, ones Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't just read the second chance romances, clearly. I read equal all. opportunity. I read, I'm equal opportunity. I, I will sometimes, it's like, I am really, I love contemporary romance. And then I, I you know, dip into fantasy dip into historical but i would say mm-hmm. contemporary is my is my great love um yeah. but you know it's you know i just yeah the world is so horrible so i read a romance yes yeah like yes. it's yes. i don't Seriously. know i can't it's can't really handle anything soothing, else at the moment right yeah yeah it's nervous yeah. Exactly. system soothing so that we can deal yes. with life yeah yes. yeah yeah. Well, Allie, thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun. Thank we, you for having me. Oh, we love the book. We loved having you. Thank and you. I love that you're Leo. This has just oh made my day. Gosh, yes. And <laughs> thank you. I if know you haven't already, another, we yeah. got recipe for second chances uh, early because it was Kindle first, which is always a delight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it'll be out mm-hmm. when, when you're hearing this. But look at this. Shout out to Sarah Horgan, who makes the best so covers good. In the business. I mean, she really. perfect. I, I really like I saw it and I screamed. I was Yay. like, oh, my God, this is it. So, yeah. Oh my God, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So Thank sunny you so and bright. Yeah. Just we all need a little dose of Italy in our lives oh. right now. You know? Yes. Take it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much.